Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for pressing play. I am Scout, your host, and I am your host. It sounds so weird. I know I'm the host of this podcast, but it feels more like, I don't know, a holder of spacer, um, a critical, not critical thinker, an emotional thinker, uh, a spiritual talker. I don't know, just a place where I come and ramble. I am currently soaking in my bath looking out onto my garden where I have my beautiful orange tree that makes me so happy. I never thought I'd get to a place in my life where a tree that bears fruit would make me feel nourished and meaningful and grounded and all the things. But here we are, me soaking in a bath in the afternoon recording an episode. Um, I also just want to say that I am working on getting music for this podcast. Um, I didn't like the music I had previously or like the intro jingle. It just didn't didn't feel like me and the direction I really want this podcast to go. So that's why there's no intro or music or anything like that. Obviously, I am not producing this podcast the way I produce OKSIS. And I really didn't want anything to stop me from coming on the mic and sharing these musings and ramblings. So I am working on finding the perfect music. I'm thinking something in the bossa nova kind of romantic genre. So stay tuned for that. Maybe after I record this, I'll go find some music. Maybe maybe that'll happen. I don't know. So today... I got a DM from somebody, actually somebody that I've worked with and love very dearly. Uh, She asked me to do an episode on how I work through things. Uh, She mentioned that I say that a lot, that I worked through it, et cetera, et cetera, but what does that really look like? And that is the hardest question of them all because I believe that every challenge, every hardship, um, every uncomfortable situation, working through it is different for everything. It's so specific on the environment, on the trigger, on whatever it might be. But I did some reflecting on some of the things that I do for everything that I need to process. And I should say that healing, and this is, I think, the biggest thing that we all have to get into our heads, because if we don't, we get really discouraged is that healing is not cyclical. So we could have 
releases and breakthroughs and feel as if we have made such strides in our healing journey and that we're stronger than ever. And then the next week we're low again. And so it's always this this practice of coming back to your healing, coming back to your inner self, coming back to that strength that you did once cultivate and choosing to see through that perspective rather than the one that was toxic and didn't really get you too many places. So with that being said, I have come up with three steps. I guess it's my proprietary steps to working through things um, that I move through in this order. Um, And of course, it's ever-changing. Sometimes I pick up parts of the process. Sometimes I need to focus on accepting again. But these, this is kind of a framework that you can return to or come into when you are moving through something difficult. So I also would like to say that with these three things, when you work around or through your adversaries, um, adversaries, is that the right word? Adversities? Adversities. That's the word. Um, Is that you have to have a specific general attitude towards the challenges in your life. Right? So you have to remove yourself from victimhood and you have to say to yourself, I can do hard things. I am ready. Let's go. I think that cultivating that attitude of kind of like getting in the game and getting ready and being prepared for whatever comes your way and wanting to walk through it, you have to want to walk through it. So before you do any of these three steps, you know, do an attitude check and and maybe see where you can elevate that attitude. So the first step is to accept and not judge the circumstance. So accepting can be very difficult, but what accepting does is it takes you out of victimhood and it places you in just the reality of what is. So when I... I'm just going to speak a little bit more abstractly. So when I would have anxiety, instead of saying, God, it's so annoying. I always have anxiety. It's unfair. It's ruining my life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which actually just fuels the anxiety. It's like breathing onto, you know, your sage. It starts burning more, which we want it to do. But in this case, with anxiety, we don't. So being able to just accept, like sit with yourself and say, I accept that I'm having anxiety right now that is what is happening. It is the reality. And if you notice all of these phrases that I'm saying, don't have a judgment towards them. It is just neutral. So talk about the situation in neutral terms. So I have anxiety right now. My heart is beating. I feel uncomfortable. This is what my morning consists of. And by not judging and accepting, you don't put yourself in this fight or freeze, freeze, flight, whatever the fuck mentality, flight or fight mentality. You bring your guards down. You're not here to battle. You're not here to victimize yourself. Um, You're here to just observe. And so once you get to a point where you say, I accept that this is what I feel in this given moment, or I accept that I'm going through a breakup and that is what my life is calling me to experience right now, or I accept that my parents got divorced, I accept that I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, there's, you know, you know, insert your situation here. So coming to a place where you can just accept and speak about it in your mind, just sit down, 
turn your laptop off, put your phone away, and have a dialogue and say, I accept that X, Y, and Z is happening. This is what it feels like. This is my reality. Done. So once you do that step, you've diffused a, a sense of panic. You've diffused a sense of chaos. And you've removed yourself from the victim mentality of why is this happening to me, which that mentality really just boils everything to a really intense extreme. So that's number one. And then once you've come to a place of not feeling neutral about it because you're going to have the painful and overwhelming emotions, but once you've said to yourself, to your heart, to your mind that you accept and don't judge what's going on, now it's time to process what is happening to you. So the process step, which is step number two, is long and complicated and includes many different facets. It is also something that you might need to come back to time and time and time again, years later, months later, weeks later, whatever it might be, because that initial wound might fester up later, even after you think you've dealt with it. So understand that the process isn't a final destination, but rather a journey that you're on. So in the process, there's a few things that you can do. First is to release the situation audibly. So I believe preferably with a therapist or a coach, if you don't have a therapist or coach with a trusted friend. In Alcoholics Anonymous, the fourth step is just speaking out loud everything that's happened in your life, everything wrong you did, every time you were wronged, etc., just to fully come to accepting the truth and being able to speak it out loud. And in being able to speak the truth out loud, a certain sense of release comes. So I was feeling as if something from my past, from like 10 years ago, was coming up in me actually this week. And so I, during my session with my coach, I said, I just need to speak this out. And I told my side of the story and she said, do you want to do like a meditation around it? And I said, no, I just needed to say it and release it. So if you can do this fourth step, which is from Alcoholics Anonymous, um, to a third party that can communicate it back to you, I think that that's really the first step of untangling it in your mind. So if it lives in your mind, if it lives in your heart, we have to get it out. We have to move it out of you and have it exist elsewhere. So if you are doing this audibly with another person, which I believe that in some capacity, most challenges, most adversities, and most losses have to be communicated audibly. So just exercising your throat chakra and speaking the words into the air, there's something quite releasing about that. But when you communicate it to a third party, um, if they're your friend, I suggest putting parameters like, hey, like if you want their advice, let them know, or if you just want them to listen, let them know. But if you are unloading to a therapist or a coach, they are there to provide feedback and to be a mirror. And so be open to the truth that they reflect back to you. Don't keep, let your ego get in the way and get defensive because that keeps you from healing and that keeps you in a narrative that does not serve you, has not served you, and is toxic. So be really open with the information that gets communicated back to you by your therapist or coach.
I think that is a very integral part. Sometimes people will tell us like, hey, I'm hearing this in what you're saying. I'm hearing this in what you're saying. And it can be triggering. But if you're really committed to walking through the challenges of your life, you have to be open to hearing the perspectives that maybe you have misplaced or misunderstood because your pain is too strong. So processing audibly with a third party is really great. And then there's also, you know, that's probably depending on the severity of the issue or the the depth of the wound, that's not going to be enough of a processing session. So other ways you can process are journaling, stream of consciousness. This year, so every year I usually fill a moleskin notebook and then I think it was April of 2020, um, I was going to order a new one and I saw that they had like a extended version. So it was like three moleskin notebooks in one, which is like a fatter notebook. And I ordered it and I have, I'm almost finished with it. So I've almost finished it in way less than a year. And it's like three times the size of the moleskins that I usually finish every year. And I have had the most emotional clarity, breakthroughs, releases, and healing this year. And I do believe it's because I have stuck to this practice of morning pages where every single morning I get my coffee, I let my dog out, and then I journal for one to two pages. Stream of consciousness, not thinking about what I want to write. I mean, you can start with journal prompts if that helps you, but just really writing every single day and having that 10 to 25 to 30 minute release Um, I think that over time, you know, maybe not every journal entry is revolutionary and um, breakthrough, you know, oriented, but I think that that consistent practice of processing and releasing through journaling is very, very helpful. And so if you are going through something specific, I would start journaling every single day about it, about other things. You know, it doesn't always have to be about that one thing. You'll be surprised that everything is really connected. So Journaling is a very good way of processing. Praying is a really good way of processing. Asking the universe to show you the way, to show you signs, to give you little helpers that will either see things for you in a new perspective or provide new inspiration for you. And once you ask the universe to help you along this path, be open to those helpers, to those calls, to those little little guiders, guiders, guides, geez, along the way. Um, Another really great way to process is meditating. Um, I am not the biggest meditator. For me, I believe that meditation is just creating space to be still. So I do that by standing outside, by going into the garden, by taking my shoes off and walking around and really just creating space for you to tap into that inner energy that lives within you that that isn't stained by life's experiences. And once you tap into that energy, it gives you a greater sense of strength. So whether that's meditating, whether that's just putting your phone away and taking a walk around the neighborhood, but really allow space to, to disconnect and to connect within. So disconnect outwardly and connect inwardly. Another really great way to process, especially processing trauma, but also really difficult emotions is moving your body. So we store a lot of toxicity, a lot of painful memories, a lot of negative thought patterns, a lot of, you know, negative behaviors that we are addicted to in our body. And so there's a few ways to move your body. I'm not talking about exercising on a daily basis, although that's great too. 
I believe that a really great way to process emotions and then release the emotions is to move my body in a way that feels good to me. So I can either put on a song and just intuitively move, whether it's violent movements, whether it's small movements, whether it's fluid, sharp, jagged, whatever it might be, whether I'm jumping up and down and doing push-ups or punching the air or whether I'm centrally moving my body. There's so many different ways and your body will tell you what type of movement it needs in that moment. So carving out five minutes a day to just move intuitively to a song, to silence, to whatever it might be, Um, but really closing your eyes and tapping into the way your body wants to move because it's doing that for a reason and it's releasing. So um, moving energy out physically will really help you process those emotions. And then once you have felt that you have processed what you're going through, knowing that that processing is a never-ending never ending task and being okay with that, accepting and not judging that. Uh, Once you feel like you've either gotten it out emotionally with a third party, whether you've been journaling about it a lot, uh, whether you've moved your body every day, you know, you'll feel that moment of release or clarity. Um, The third step in all of this is to see the gift in the challenge. So, Everything that we go through, every painful moment, every happy moment, every blissful moment, every anxious moment, there is a gift in our experiences. And so if you can find one gift, and I know there are certain things that may have happened to you that it feels impossible to see the gift, but I really, really encourage you to find it. It can be as small as it has made me more empathetic. It can be as small as I can now relate better to people or it has prepared me for this or this is the lesson I learned. So being able to see the gift or lesson in the challenge is the biggest thing. So for me, we'll use a really broad example, my bipolar disorder. The gift in having bipolar is that I live my life in alignment because if I'm out of alignment, my bipolar gets so intense that I cannot function in this world. So my bipolar is like this incredible inner compass that will not let me work a job I do not like, will not let me be in a relationship that is not fulfilling. It tells me when something is off balance and toxic in my life. And so I never have to get to the age of 40, 50, 60, wake up and think, where did my life go? None of this is in alignment. This isn't what I wanted because my bipolar tells me in real time what is meant for my soul and what is not. And that is a huge gift. That is the biggest fucking gift I can think of. So the third step is to see the gift or the lesson in the challenge and hold on to that because that's the big picture. That's the purpose of all of this is to see life as a series of experiences that teach us. So once you start seeing every little thing that happens to you as an opportunity to learn or an opportunity to grow, or an opportunity to receive another gift in your wise toolkit, uh, that's when life gets fun, because it's no longer, why is this happening to me? Why me? It's more, why is this for me? Or not, why is this for me? How is this for me? How is this enriching my life? How is this making it better? So those are my three steps to working through things. Everybody needs to come up with their own special recipe and 
sometimes different things take different things, but these are the tools that have worked for me. These are the mindsets that have worked for me. And I hope that this relates. I hope that this helps. As always, you can DM me on Instagram at Scout Sobel. Let me know what you feel after listening to this. I want to hear your thoughts and let me know if you have any other tips for working through things. And of course, if you know somebody that would benefit from this episode, please text them, give them the gift of healing and rate, review, subscribe. It makes my day and I love you all.